You are listening to Grow a Thriving Practice podcast. This is episode 114, Living Your Potential with Leslie Barnett. My name is Jillian Faldmo, and I teach wellness practitioners the exact steps to find clients and get paid so they can spend less time marketing and more time doing what they love. This is the Grow a Thriving Practice podcast. All right. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us on today's episode. I am thrilled to have a special guest with us today. Her name is Leslie Barnett. I've had the pleasure of working with Leslie over the last few years. And the reason I wanted Leslie to come on to this podcast and share her story with you and maybe some tips and advice for all you listeners is because Leslie has a wealth of information from her own education and also her own life experience, which I am so uh, just excited to hear about because uh, Leslie and I, we work together, right? But I've never really heard Leslie's full story myself. So this is a treat for me too. So Leslie is a biofield tuning instructor and practitioner. She's a wellness coach for women. Uh, she has a master's in education and she's currently a curriculum consultant for the biofield tuning organization. Leslie, before her, uh, the lifetime of energy work and sound healing and frequency and wellness. She was in, in the investment industry for many years and also owned her own wallpapering company. So thank you so much for joining us, Leslie. I can't wait to hear more about you. You're welcome, Jillian. And thank you for inviting me to be here. I'm really, really honored to be here. Thank awesome. You. Yes. I'm honored you decided to say yes and come on the show. So tell us a bit about your background, Leslie. What led you to um, where you are today, you know, being, you know, going from the investment industry to working with wellness and energy and sound. Yeah. Um, so Jillian, as I thought about this question, um, I just wanted to thank you for bringing it up because when I talk about my background, I think, and anybody who comes on your show, 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 or, um, even with your journey, how we all learn from each other about, um, you know, our backgrounds and how we arrived at these moments in our lives. So um, I'm sharing my background with that intent in mind to truly connect with others so that others can kind of connect with my journey um, and story. And I think it's all about connecting with these podcasts. We can come across um, a story of somebody else and just say, oh, I can really relate to that. And then we learn and grow and don't feel quite so alone in our journey. So that's- Oh, um, I love that. I, what a great perspective. Yeah, I want to share. I'm really happy to share this information, and I hope it's of benefit to any of your listeners. Um, so uh, I wanted to start out with the concept that um, Jillian brought up that I was an investment in the investment industry. But when we really think about our journeys and how we arrive to where we are at this moment, in this moment, right, with whatever we're doing, we're really looking at entire lifetimes, right? And not only are we looking at our entire lifetime, but we're also looking at our ancestral lineage and how that plays out too. So see, mm. some of these are the concepts that I work with in my health coaching practice is to get the bigger picture. And uh, depending on also people's spirituality and philosophies, we can even get involved in um, past lives if we want to. But I typically um, keep it you know, pretty, uh, pretty much on our lifetimes here in the ancestral lineage. 
Um, it's very complex. Um, and when we begin to look at our timeline from that perspective, with me in particular, I knew when I was very little that um, I was a little different. I think so many of us can connect on that. We're all a little different as ch children. But I think the way that I could describe it the best, um, Jillian, is that I felt as though I was always an observer. So as I'm with adults or other children, I didn't feel like I was one of them. I was always an observer. And it's kind of a funny, lonely feeling to have as a child. Yeah. And I don't know, you don't know it as you're going through, but if I were to describe my childhood, that's how I would describe it. So huh. that's early on what I noticed or how I'd describe it. And then going through my teen years, I noticed that um, I was very sensitive and also questioning purpose of life and the meaning of things. And that can be quite common going through adolescence. We do try to question more, but uh, for me in particular, I remember um, really struggling at that time with that meaning of life. What does it all really mean? Taking long, long walks, walks by myself. I was a bit of, I think, I like to think about philosophy. I gravitated to books on philosophy. In my college years, um, it came out to, um, it started to present itself um, physically that maybe I was kind of struggling with my purpose in life but you don't know these things then when you're going through them. So how it showed up physically, Jillian, is that I became anorexic. And so often um, women or people who become anorexic, it's a way of trying to get gain control over life, trying to get some sense of direction. So it's the one thing we can control is how we nourish ourselves. So I struggled with anorexia in college while at the same time kind of going through my studies and being successful, being able to graduate. I even spent a year abroad. Um, so these are kind of like signs of like, uh, what am I supposed to do in my life? And is, am I really connecting with that purpose? And, um, we're all going on these tracks that we think we're supposed to go on. Hmm. So after college in my young adult years, um, this disconnect between what I'm supposed to do and what I was doing, I got involved in the investment industry, but also at the same time I started, um, oh, I got my master's degree. I was working very hard, trying to be very successful going on that track. But it started showing up as um, uh, not really the anorexia, anorexia but di significant digestive issues, allergies. I almost had this bulimia thing, and I was getting involved in really unhealthy relationships. Mm -hmm. So this all indicates kind of a disconnect, right, with what we're doing. And, and we're going on following kind of the track that we believe we're supposed to be on, right? And then yeah. when we take into consideration uh, our family lives, you know, uh, I was the youngest of three children trying to uphold the family torch and moving forward and, and, and trying to accomplish a lot. Mm. So then after those early adult lives, um, a period when I was um, a stockbroker then working in the investment industry, and then yet still having these physical challenges, you still keep moving forward. Um, that's when I um, decided to, I was burned out, quote unquote, and decided to uh, become the wallpaper hanger. And I thought by completely leaving a very, very successful life and career, by dropping out basically and working just with my hands alone would kind of bring some kind of solution to maybe the things I was feeling. Wow. Um, so I did that for a couple of years, I just worked my, by myself, started my own practice and literally would be in homes, hanging wallpaper. And then that's when um, I think there's just this sense of withdrawal going on. Um, I did meet my husband 
I, again, I had an unhealthy relationship for many years, uh, broke up with him, met my husband, and then decided to oh, kind of, for lack of a better word, throw in the towel and mm -hmm. just kind of be at home, stay at home, not worry, think about me, but suddenly give my entire life over to the concept of raising a family, being the wife and having children and going forward with that. Mm -hmm. So I did that. And obviously, when you have a family, you're very, very busy. It's a very, very busy time. I had two daughters, um, my uh, late 30s, early 40s. And in my early 40s, I struggled with depression. And finally, somebody told me you should really go see a doctor. So I went to a doctor and they put me on antidepressants, which really helped me tremendously. Um, not anti-medication at all. Um, they really did help me see the light that something was significantly out of balance in my life. Mm -hmm. So the minute I took them, I started getting involved in functional medicine testing. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I met a doctor who was trained in Germany and she did the whole, um, it was really funny, Jillian. I was reading books about what causes depression and so the and gut imbalances and that sort of thing. This functional medicine doctor that I met from Germany said, oh, in Germany, uh, you're actually um, the boss. You're actually the doctor. You can spec any tests you want. So mm. I read a book um, and was able to spec all my own tests of everything I, want, I had learned might be involved in depression. And she ran all the tests for me, but they all came back and, and she said, well, I'm sorry, but these tests aren't familiar with me. You need to kind of figure out on them own. So that's kind of the way I got. Um, uh, I understood that physically my body was out of balance. And then that's how I was able to correct diet, take supplements and go off the antidepressants on my own. So that was pretty significant for me. Um, once I was able to learn all that information, I decided to become an integrative health coach. How cool. So I went to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, learned how to do coaching. Um, and the minute I graduated, I um, got bit by a tick and didn't realize this, but six months later, I wasn't diagnosed. And I went to doctor after doctor because I was starting to get super, super fatigued, um, extreme aches in my body, a lot of numbness on one entire side. And finally, after about 10 months, I was diagnosed with Lyme disease. And um, it was pretty significant because you're really in survival mode when you get so sick with Lyme disease. I'm sure you might have encountered people or uh, your audience knows people who have had struggles. Yeah, with Lyme I've disease. had it myself. Yeah. yeah. And if it's not addressed early or, you know, or you've got a type that it's already gone systemic, it's it's challenging to get over. So I actually had um, Lyme disease for about six years um significantly i went through all the conventional approaches with um conventional antibiotics yeah and then explored all the supplements all the energy healing modalities and uh was finally kind of most of the way healed i'd say uh it's, it's 2016 this is about seven eight years in um in uh, dealing with it and then i was trying to get that last 15 percent of getting back my energy and yeah. that's when i uncovered um you and eileen and um angela at the health uh, fair in massachusetts and that's, that's right. uh, learned about biofield tuning and this concept of their biofield and how energy in our biofield really can affect our um, potential for healing 
So what um, do you think so it was about that particular modality that cl closed that gap from 85% to getting you back to a hundred percent? It's, it was really the missing piece, Jillian. It was such the missing piece um, in that it's not, it wasn't just on any of the radars and any of the modalities that in um, our electric field, this um, electromagnetic field around us, kind of we hold the imprints of our life experiences um, and it can be picked up by tuning forks and brought into a more coherent waveform that then allows energy to be freed up and available for us to heal, fully heal. Yeah. Um, so I learned so much about it, Jillian, not just from that concept of our electromagnetic body, but the most interesting thing about it was the fact that um, the emotions that um, were identified that we, the, the, the map itself was just really um, transformative for me to learn about that map and that our emotions, and I think what I love the most about it was that the fact that these um, emotions are archetypical so they're they're universal emotions and it the approach of biofield tuning is so neutral that we're able to examine and look at our emotions from that new uh perspective of neutrality and that was really helpful so it really takes away um those uh the the triggered feelings um that we had associated with things and those emotions are often related to our histories and events that happened in our lives in our past so that's that was really the missing piece, and I think it's I, I that's why I wanted to learn about biofield tuning, why I wanted to teach it and practice it is because it's truly I believe the missing piece in kind of the medical model, the medical healing model, and not even medical, but the healing model yeah. uh, is paying attention to that. Yeah, I'm so glad that you chose that path. Thank you. Yeah, you're you're a wonderful instructor. I've taught with Leslie a. a several times and uh, she brings so much value to the classroom because you have gone down the rabbit hole like you're the kind of person leslie when you're on to something you're mm -hmm. on to it and you don't stop researching until you have the answers <laughs> right yeah and yeah and you know it's so funny that um it was biofield tuning that allowed me to just keep digging 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 because i know when um eileen mccusick who's the founder of the biofield tuning um method and and written books about this that she had that very cosmological perspective and my interest was honing into the most minute quantum physics perspective like how does this relate at this minute quantum physics level and that's how uh that's how i carry it forward that allowed me the deeper understanding so it's really neat to combine the the stuff that's going on in this big macrocosm of the universe down to the microcosm of the particles within an atom and understanding our healing from that perspective so as above so below right the macro is re re reflects the micro yeah yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, is there anything else that you want to share about your background? If you don't mind, I would love to. Yeah, go for yeah. it. Yeah. So this is so we stopped off kind of how I was able to heal. This was that last 15% of the healing journey from Lyme. And how I really do feel I'm um, absolutely 100% actually feel better than I have my whole life. So and I think part of that's because it it allowed me to become really aligned with my my purpose in life and what I'm supposed to do and how to navigate from the point of view of authenticity and centeredness. Okay, mm -hmm. so that's really what was missing too, Jillian, I think, by, by doing this kind of um, energy work 
that Eileen um, developed and created. But what I'd really like to talk about is what I learned from my journey with Lyme. There were, there were five key lessons that I learned from my journey with Lyme. And these are just overall healing um, perspectives. So I had to uncover them going through Lyme, but I think they could be helpful to anybody for them. Um, and the first lesson I learned is that we cannot heal when we're living in a toxic environment. Mm -hmm. All right, so it was an aha moment for me. And I, I don't mind kind of sharing personal information because I've healed from it. It's not triggering and everything. You know, I think that's really important. If we don't share really deeply personal information, um, I don't think others learn. We have to get to the point of being vulnerable in order for us to really connect. Yes, I was I love living. That. Um, so I was living in a really toxic home environment and I didn't realize it. And I think the important concept to convey is that I allowed it to happen. So it's not being coming from this point of view of the victim, this happened to me, but I allowed this to happen. And I was in a very, very unhealthy relationship with my husband. And I remember looking at him one day when I had this aha moment because he had said something or maybe was short with me. And I, I literally said out loud, I will never heal as long as I am in my environment with you, as long as I am with you. Mm -hmm. This was this was many years ago and it kind of took me by surprise, but it was the first aha moment that the people around us yeah. really impact our physiology and energy. Yeah. And, and our, how powerful that you told yourself the truth in that moment and him that there's so much power and healing in that. Yeah, it was incredible because suddenly kind of the veil was one of the one of the veils was lifted and yeah. I knew then I need to get that inner strength to manage that environment. So it wasn't like I'm leaving you this moment, but it's like I saw it. How can I manage it? I yes. need to work on myself, right? Yes, yes. And I think in so many instances, you know, like you said, like you allowed it to happen. We teach people how to treat us over time. And so to break out of that toxicity, it's either leaving or putting in the work to unteach, which sometimes it's for you, I'm sure it was probably too far at that point, huh? Uh, to, to unteach? To unteach. Or what do you think? How did that go? Well, well um, that's when you have to really start facing yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's when you have to start really looking inward. Like, how did I get here? So that that's yeah. the journey. So it is on teaching, but I do think it's possible. It wasn't too far, but boy, a journey, a mountain yeah. to yeah. climb and to learn a lot, to learn a lot. Yeah. And to open yourself up and be vulnerable. So I just want to say that, you know, it's the significant others so they could be in your community. They could be sisters, close your friendships, job. like really, what's that? Your job. Your job. Yeah, the yeah. toxic work environment. So this component of healing I learned was the one that's kind of on that conscious level. Like, how do we grapple with this? What are the decisions I need to make? It's very in our conscious world, decision making, taking action. Mm -hmm. Right. So that was one lesson. That was the very first one is like consciously, what's my environment and embracing that. The second one lesson, and these are all, you know, everyone's got different lessons. The second lesson that I learned, which was kind of a roundabout way, was the really the importance of frequency, sound and vibration in the healing process. And this is even way before Eileen. This is why I was able to connect with Eileen, because I had connected with this concept way before her, but in a very, very different way. 
So um, my daughter had spent a summer in Peru when she was in college and she called from there and said, I wanna do an ayahuasca ceremony. Well, you can imagine what your feelings are as a mother when your daughter says this in a strange foreign country going off to some retreat, right? Mm. So um, I knew she was going to do it no matter what. Uh, so I got all the information where she was going. Call me the minute you go in. Call me the second you get out. She had to do this experience. It was her journey, and I had to honor that. But what it did do was I learned everything I could about ayahuasca. Ah and what it does and it was fascinating and this is how it got me into um frequency and vibration so ayahuasca literally stimulates a chemical called dmt and dmt dimethyl tryptophanine or something it's not tryptophan it's another one that's a little bit longer uh -huh. but that is the chemical that is released by the pineal gland so that's our third eye and the chemical is natural to the human body and we release it when we are born and in infancy and what happens uh is that this chemical the pineal gland becomes calcified Mm -hmm. We're no longer able to release this chemical mm. and the chemical is responsible for connecting with our spirituality, connectivity mm -hmm. and creativity. Mm -hmm. And that's why with little children, they're kind of in this, this almost uh, they're in their own little psychedelic worlds. And we don't know that because they're pre-verbal. Yeah. So I learned this was fascinating to me and I learned all about how as adults fluoride calcifies our pineal gland right so that we're not able to re this this ability to connect with spirit and creativity um, and even just this universal connection is kind of taken away from us by the calcification of the pineal gland so then I got down the rabbit hole of like how do we decalcify it right and of course we decalcify it by listening to binaural beats and off the binaural beats of the Schumann resonance, right? Okay, yeah. So it stimulates the pineal gland, allowing us to um, get that creativity. So not only does the DMT in the ayahuasca ceremony do it, but we can do it naturally by sound frequency and vibration with our brain and starting to work with it that way. Wow. So then I learned also not only the, uh, the importance of frequency and vibration to decalcify decalcify the pineal gland, but also its healing power. I learned how it heals Lyme disease and, and potentially cancer. So this was research done on Royal Wright, uh, Wright the Rife machine. Okay, yep. Royal Rife. So he invented the Rife machine and he um, showed through his experience that it can actually um, destroy microbes and viruses in the body, which may lead to other chronic illnesses, including possibly cancer. So I learned about the Rife machine and frequencies that way. And, and then my, I thought my mission became to um, cure everybody of Lyme disease. So I bought um, a PEM, an on-demand machine, a, a very, very expensive PEMF machine. I, I used every penny I, of my savings I had, they're $20,000. And I was gonna heal people with Lyme disease with this machine. And, um, I worked with a, quite a few people with it, but um, the purpose the machine came into my life was for another reason. It connected me with a, a, somebody who I became a very dear friend and advocate for who had ALS, mm. who was um, struggling with ALS. So I worked with that, but learned all about the frequency. But the bottom line is that um, frequency is important. Mm. 
Okay, and I learned that concept through Lyme disease and it did, I did help a lot of people with it, but eventually I knew that wasn't my role in life is to have this machine and work with people. So I actually uh, put it out to the universe for somebody to come along and buy it from me and somebody did. Nice. And and it took a little bit of a loss, but that was my education, my quote unquote investment in my education. I didn't have a problem with that. And then I just put it out to the universe please show me something uh, that I can guide me with what I'm supposed to do. And um, I, I have another, I'll, um, that within six months, Jillian, that's when I was introduced to biofield tuning and the tuning forks. Ah, I love very that. organic, right? But the frequency that I truly, truly love of using the physical, you know, holding the tuning forks. But that was my education was to learn about frequency was through ayahuasca and the PEMF machine. Interesting. You know, yeah. what's interesting is that when we were at that, um, that fair, the holistic health expo in Massachusetts, where we met you, we were using the Schumann forks. Um, so I, I'm Isn't sure it? that that definitely drew you in. You're like, wait, 7.83 Hertz. Huh? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it, it was like, it was the biggest aha moment when I met you all. I mean, I literally ran home, read Eileen's book entirely one night, showed up the next day at eight 30, had my session, signed up for the free, no, the, the 25 minute sessions with Eileen. Yeah. yeah. And it was, it was never looking back from there. Yeah. So it, yeah. So, so anyway, so that was lesson number two. So the first one is your environment. The lesson number two is really paying attention to um, energy, uh, frequency and vibration um, that not only is you can generate yourself, but just I'll go into more about how we generate our own frequency and healing vibrations within ourselves too, uh, in addition to um, the, the forks. So the third lesson of Lyme, so it's um, the toxic environment, healing and sound uh, frequency and vibration. The third one, which was so cool, was our pH. Mm-hmm. All right. So our pH measures our physical body and had how acid and alkaline we are in our physical body. All right. As a health coach, you learn about this and you learn about how diet impacts the acidity in your body, the alkalinity. And we all learned that you need to be on the more alkaline side to heal. So our blood is slightly alkaline and um in order for our body to even have energy at the cellular level and to actually mount healing processes, we need to be more alkaline in our body. And that means eating lots of fruits and vegetables, getting our sunlight, all those good things that we hear about all the time, reducing stress. Those are all the things that if we don't do, we become more acidic. And when we're more acidic, we're prone to illness, fatigue, um, infections. All right. So I kept on hearing this as a health coach. It made so much sense to me. But I'm going to bring my daughter into the conversation again. She's been a big part of my journey. It's been really interesting. She came down with Lyme disease also. Ah. Very, very sick with it. Um, While going to college, we had to get a lot of help. So we again, we did the conventional route of antibiotics, but she kept relapsing. Mm. So we just decided to go the alternative route and sent her to a clinic in Florida, where all they do is diet and counseling therapy. Mm. That's primary what they do is diet and therapy. And it's a special diet. It's all vegetables. They don't even eat fruit there. And it's microgreens. And she healed about 85% there, Jillian. Wow. 
85%, three weeks at this clinic, I witnessed it. I was also able to go down there as a health coach and learn all about it How cool. so I could support her. So we came back, it's what's called a living foods diet. I mean, all, otherwise known as a raw food diet, but it's really a living foods diet with predominantly a lot of microgreens, very intense superfoods. So she came out of there and got better. And I'm like, what is it? What is it about he, that program that really worked? I stumbled on Jerry Tennant's work mm. and he's the one who showed us that that pH is our voltage, right? So it's really not about just this concept of acid and alkalinity when healing, it's really tapping into our cellular voltage. When we don't have voltage or the, the wrong voltage, the spin is acidic. It's the wrong spin compared to the um, the alkaline voltage is the voltage we need for healing. All right, so this is really, really an important concept that um, I took away from my daughter's journey with Lyme disease is that um, we have to think of our bodies, and I know Eileen talks about this all the time, as batteries. And when we have the alkaline battery, when we're alkaline, we have that voltage for our bodies to heal. And if she hadn't gotten that voltage, Jillian, at that program, she wouldn't have been able to heal. So she was providing that voltage to um, address, to boost her immune system really, to get into the position to fight the, the microbes and the Lyme disease and everything else, bring down the inflammatory state. Yeah, so, so Jerry Tennant has a book called Healing is Voltage, is that right? That's right. Yeah. And he's got some YouTube videos out there. I'll put that one in the show notes. That'd be great. So, so that, that was the third lesson of Lyme. So understanding our body from this voltage standpoint, right? Yeah. And the things that boost our voltage are all the things that you hear about all the time. So it takes away. So the, the things are like the really great, good diet, being in loving relationships, laughing a lot, getting the sunlight, getting your good exercise, getting the fresh air. It, it bring when I see that um, as now as a toolkit and it, it takes away the judgment when we are on a health and healing journey. So we've got our toolkit and all we know is like if we go and have that muffin or the bagel with cream cheese or the, the latte with 12 teaspoons of sugar in it, all we know is like we don't need to be feel guilty about it. We just know, oh, that might have reduced my voltage a little bit. I think I'll go out and get some fresh air and have a really big salad tonight. And it takes away all judgment yeah. of good and bad about what we do in ourselves. Yeah. Just kind of keep it as a, a matter of fact, right? Like I like, I like that perspective of I'm going to have this latte and I know that by having it, my voltage may decrease a bit. So yeah. I'll do you, something. You've got your empowered. Yeah. Yeah. You're empowered to you've got your whole two toolkit of good things to do like the green have a nice green drink <laughs> yeah i don't know about you well probably probably you're probably the same way but in order for me to take um inspired action or for me to really be motivated to change my behavior i have to know the why if i don't know the why i am just so much more likely to sort of write it off. And so the, the good and bad thing doesn't work for me. I'm like, no, ah, that's right. not enough. <laughs> I, know, I know. And we don't want to feel guilty or bad. It's everything's neutrality. Enjoy the donut, you know, enjoy the, yeah, just enjoy the donut. <laughs> yeah. But just know if you have a donut for every meal, you're probably going to feel like garbage in a few days. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and even I had, I had onion rings last a couple of weeks ago and it, oh, it killed my system, mm. but I didn't need, you know, but I enjoyed them so much. Yeah. Right. In that moment. <laughs> but I, I really paid the price the next day. It was, yeah, it was really great. It's a fun indulgence. So, um, yeah. So pH. So just remember, pH is our voltage. You're empowered to, you know, manage um, that and just takes that judgment away. That was the third lesson from Lyme disease. The fourth lesson I learned is um, understanding our body from a water structured water perspective and the water in our body is very, very unique. And um, this is a really cool thing I learned, Jillian. I, you may or may not know this, but the water molecule is the only molecule that is has polarity. So there's a positive end and a negative end. Oh. And because of that polarity, water is the only molecule that it can actually become crystalline and, and structured. Mm. So, so when we have um, our water uh, in our body, when it's structured, it there's good communication, there's flow, we can heal, everything can happen when we have um, this really uh, good water in our body, um, but toxins, and stress and injury and bad things can make our water become malaligned, not aligned. And so uh, paying attention and looking at our body as structured water, that's another why, Jillian, why we want to um, keep our, um, uh, do all the healthy things. That's the, the really important why. So if you listen to Ger um, Gerald Pollack's work, cells, gels, and the engine in life, here it is. Um, Gerald again, Pollack. the yeah, go ahead. Uh, it's uh, the four, the fourth phase of water. That would mm. be the best one. The fourth phase of water by Gerald Pollack and it's P-O-L-L-A-C-K. He really gives us it's very similar to Jerry Tennant's work in that if you were to read what keeps our water structured or understand what keeps our water, it's all the exact same things as keeping our voltage up. It's pretty cool. Nice. So they go hand in hand. They really do. So understanding our body, it's that's where all the communication happens is this really it's kind of a jelly type of water uh, when it gets aligned and they called it easy water, which stands for exclusion zone. And when we have more of this structured water, it um, rejects all toxins. It pushes out toxins. It's mm. very clear. Mm. So I do think that when we do biofield tuning, I also think it's a, allowing the body to become more aligned in, um, you know, at the physical level as well. And that's why often people may get that fatigue uh, cleansing response. Uh, after sessions is right right I I love the way that um you're bringing this forward because oftentimes when we think of the word aligned you know it's a it's emotionally it's energetically but here's the physical um version of that too is aligning your body's water your voltage um, isn't it something it's pretty cool and when you think about the difference between carbon when carbon becomes aligned it becomes a diamond Right. Oh, so okay, those yeah. crystals can become aligned, uh, but that's they're different from H2O, but it's the same concept of crystals, uh, the you know, the different nature of uh, the crystalline structure. Yeah, so we can shift that. Isn't that wild? And I don't know how carbon becomes so aligned. Is it more like a piezo type of um, thing that makes uh, the carbon molecules get aligned to create diamonds? But you think about us being crystalline uh, water, crystalline within ourselves is kind of a neat concept. Yeah. About. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So the last one, the last lesson from Lyme disease. So we got the four, right? So the fifth one was da -da, the, the importance of the biofield. Mm. And that that's where we go back and circle back to the beginning of our dis discussion about meeting you and how absolutely critical this is healing Jillian at that subtle energetic level. You could talk to therapist, you know, for years on end and really not get at the frequency, um, um, the, the healing that can take place at the subtle energetic level that's held in our biofield, the energetic biofield. It's really, really important. And it's, it's powerful. And that is really important lesson from what I learned from my yeah. healing journey. Yeah. And I think it so often is the missing link because it is really unseen and not easily measured. And so, you know, we're walking around thinking we're just a meat sack with some chemical reactions going on and biological reactions going on. Um, not really thinking so much about the electromagnetic field around us and how impactful that is to our health. Um, really is. Yeah. And when you think about how I started out with the toxic environment, all that is subtle energy, right? That's impacting yeah. our energy field too. Totally. Totally. Awesome. Those are great lessons. I hope they're helpful for people, you know, to reflect on, uh, on their own lives and just a way of looking at their, you know, their journeys and how they yeah. want to nourish themselves and treat themselves. Yeah. It's a, it's just another good reminder. You know, like you said, it's, it's what we're all taught the things to do and here's the why behind it. And I think if anybody's like that, like me, uh, listening, um, I need the why in order to make certain behavior changes and be like, oh, okay, I am going to drink more water. I am going to speak my truth. I am going to go outside more and have my bare feet in the ground. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's really cool. Thinking about, and Eileen talks about this all the time of uh, that our electric body, it's really is looking at our, our bodies from that electrical standpoint. And it takes away all that judgment brings us to that more neutral stance of you know, looking at things electrically, how, how is it impacting me in my health and what you said, living authentically. Oh, so right with the, the biofield tuning, we're bringing that energy into our uh, core, our uh, body so that it's available to us uh, to live uh, in alignment with our purpose and with more authenticity. So by bringing the energy that's in our field, I love Eileen saying how uh, it um, opens up the signal. Our signals get congested, our electrical signals, mm -hmm. um, you know, are, are distorted, become distorted and tangled. Absolutely. So I'm working with a, a woman right now. I've only done one session with her, um, but she has had tinnitus. Uh, I'm working with her as a biofield tuning um, client. She's had tinnitus for years and it is so intense that she can't hear anything over it. Um, and we did one session just working in her biofield out on the sides of her head. There was so much static in that signal, so much noise in the signal. Um, and you know, we, we cleared that noise up, created more space in her field. And at the end of the session, now, I don't know if her tinnitus is gone yet. I need to, I'm seeing her again on Wednesday, but she just felt, she said, I just feel different. Like I feel really good. And I feel like I can see even more of what's around me. 
And so that's just exactly what you're talking about is clearing up, clearing up the signal so that we can be more um, perceptive to the world around us and more in line with who we are and not, not through that lens or that filter of noise. That's so cool. Yeah. That's exciting. I know. It's so fun. It's so fun. So that, that brings me to ask you this next question, Leslie, what are some um, aspects of teaching biofield tuning and um, doing curriculum, being a wellness coach that you're absolutely loving and finding really fulfilling? Yeah. um, You know, I think the thing that I love the most is the connection, Jillian. I really love the connection. Um, And about this concept, it's just so exciting. We're, We're kind of, I think, at the cutting edge of medicine and anytime you know, it's so much fun to share that with other people, the fact that we know we're sort of at the cutting edge of this new way of looking at health and healing. And that's really, really exciting. I, I love that. Um, let's see. Um, I think that that's, you know, that's the most important thing. And then how I can keep going deeper with this understanding of um, scientists who are also doing cutting edge research. Mm-hmm. There's one in particular that I I love, and I'd love to um, uh, turn other people onto them if they are, if anyone is interested in more of the science. It's Michael Levin, L-E-V-I-N, at Tufts University, mm-hmm. and he's doing fascinating work on developmental biology, mm. and he's tapped into all the research that was done by uh, the researchers that were done in the 1950s and 60s about understanding uh, frequency and vibration and limb regeneration in frogs. There's a lot of research. If you go back to some of those books, James Oshman books, he's picked up on that and he's actually um, doing, uh, demonstrating the importance of the electrical field in um, embryonic development. Wow. And when you start looking at that, he's using fine tuning tools. He's actually changing the fields using chemistry but I see this as us changing the field using the very crude instruments of tuning forks. Mm-hmm. There are scientists who are using highly, highly specialized equipment. I see us doing the same work yeah. on a larger scale, but with these instruments that are tuning forks. So we are changing the morphic field around um, our bodies and it's impacting the physical. Wow. And the, yeah, it's, uh, his work really excites me. He's very clear, he's all over the YouTube. He talks probably two or three times a week to anyone who's willing to do a podcast about his work. Um, And it's very relatable. So anyone who is interested in energy and the importance of the energetic field, how it impacts the physical, his work is mind-blowing. Awesome. I love that. I love that. Is there anything else that you'd like to share about your journey, Leslie? Oh, let's see. I think that... Yes. One other thing, Jillian, if we have a, just a few more minutes, just a yeah, few more minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would like to share the fact, uh, one thing that I, this wasn't related to Lyme disease, but it was my journey to kind of live to our fullest potential. We all want to live to our fullest potential. And I always had the feeling that um, my brain worked a little differently. And I stumbled on a podcast about the, um, the diagnosis of ADD. And I don't mm. like labels. Uh, but we need them in a world uh, to help identify patterns. Mm. Um, and when I heard this podcast, I 
related to it. I thought I started crying actually because I related it to such a degree that I felt it was something that I had struggled my whole life. And at my age, um, it allowed me to look back at the patterns I had um, that related, um, that I've always felt embarrassed about, like career changes and shifts and um, things like uh, unhealthy relationships are often related to um, the diagnosis of ADD. Mm. And it, what I learned most importantly from it is that it is uh, very undiagnosed in women especially also it goes undiagnosed in people of my generation. Um, and the way that they, the medical community looks at it is very, very narrow. And in women, it shows up often as anxiety and depression, which are things that I struggled with. Um, but if they had actually had the proper diagnostic criteria way back, it might've shown up earlier and I might've gotten better help. Um, more appropriate targeted help for ADD as opposed to anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. Um, another interesting thing is my husband, my former husband, we're now separated and, and very friendly and it was a very respectful and, and healthy separation. Um, in our process of separating, he learned he was on the autism spectrum and he actually wow. has Asperger's. And this was, uh, we cried a lot uh, because that actually between him struggling with that and me with ADD could it was literally like oil and water so what I want to present here is understanding that people of of my generation um are uh, going around with uh our brains working in ways that are um our patterns that we can be extremely high functioning but their pattern and understanding these brainwave patterns can help us work with our loved ones work with clients um, and 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 um, the third component is our understanding our limbic system, which relates to um, our past experiences and how our limbic system is automatic. So understanding these three way, you know, understanding the brain, Jillian, mm-hmm. for all of us is really important. And I'd like to mention one more author, mm-hmm. Jill Bolte Taylor. Jill Bolte Taylor, and it's called Whole Brain Living. Mm written a book, she, uh, she uh, experienced a, a stroke on the complete left side of her brain. And it's her story of recovery. And, she's, wow. and she was a neurosurgeon, a oh, neurosurgeon cool. oh on my top gosh. of it, neuroscientist. Mm-hmm. And her, it's a fascinating, and I recommend this book to everybody, but it's, it's got a lot of great tips. And in it, she says specifically that she knows she had that stroke and she had the training as a neurosurgeon because her purpose in life was to write this book and to help others. Yeah. So, oh my gosh. Full circle to living in line with our purpose. And Jillian, that's the most important thing. The more any of uh, your help that you do for your clients, your audience, it's an important message that you're helping everybody with, with that, perp- with that, you know, message. Yeah. Understanding how, how the brain works and, and there's still so much, I mean, even with yeah. So that leads me to ask you, um, as you're going down this rabbit hole of learning about ADD and how to manage your brain is, do you have any tips for, um, practitioners out there who are growing a business who might be experiencing, might be, have like kind of undiagnosed ADD. Maybe they're out there listening, go, huh, uh, this yeah. could be me. Right. So Mel Robbins is the podcast I listen to. You can Google that. She's got a podcast. It's on YouTube and it's called, do I have ADD or ADHD? 
Kripke. Mel Robbins, that's the podcast I listened to, is back in July. And uh-huh. it was a fairly new podcast, and she talks about this kind of, this um, idea that it were, many of us are walking around undiagnosed. Um, the most important thing is don't beat yourself up. It brought me a tremendous amount of peace. Uh, it's now um, I've got uh, there. You can find your own tools to get yourself a little more structured. But most important, I don't beat myself up about it. It's still a journey that I'm going to you know, work on and have a lot of work to do because it's relatively new, yeah. but I want it. It's hopeful. I, yeah. I think anyone who thinks, wow, I've really struggled. I connect with a lot with what Leslie said about career jumps or relationship issues. Know that your brain, you know, that this is the way your brain can work, but we, it's neuro, it's plastic and we can work with our brain yeah. um, and, you know, be, you know, feel, have more hope for success in our life and live our full potential, Jillian. That's what we want, living to our full potential. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much for all that you had to offer us today, Leslie. And thank you so much for being vulnerable with us and sharing your story so that we could relate and understand on a much deeper level. So we appreciate you. Thank you, Jillian, so much. And I really appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah. All right, you all, if you want to contact Leslie or check out uh, her website, you can go to barnettwellnessconsulting.com. All right. Take care. See you in the next episode. Are you a wellness practitioner that wants to grow your business, but you're feeling confused, overwhelmed, maybe even doubtful? Well, let's get you out of that emotional rut and turn those emotions into the fuel that will grow your business. Get the Harness Your Emotional Awareness to grow your business free roadmap at JillianFaldmo.com.